0: Listening to Female VC Lab, a podcast that showcases the journeys of female investors. My name is Barbara Bickham, and I am an award-winning CTO and VC that teaches companies and investors about emerging technology. I am sitting down with female VCs and investors to talk about their funds, how they invest, and how they make an impact. Welcome to the Female VC Lab podcast. I'm Barbara Bickham. I'm here with Maggie in one line. Give me your name, your title, and the name of your fund. Hi, Barbara.
1: My name is Maggie Vo. I am a Managing General Partner and Chief Investment Officer at Fuel Venture Capital. I'm also a Chief Investment Officer of Maquia Capital Acquisition Corp. And very happy to be here.
0: Thank you so much. So... Maggie, what inspired you to become a venture capitalist?
1: I I was born and raised in Vietnam. I went to school in um, in Kentucky and I got a I I pursued a double degree in financial economics and math. I also got my CFA designation. And if you guys know about CFA, I am very proud of it because it's one of the most. That's a tough one. Vaccination in the financial industry. Mm-hmm. I have been in the, in the fund management since I started my career. And I know that investment is my passion. I went to work in, you know, for Prudential POC in Vietnam for public funds and then moved to Singapore working for real estate funds. And right before few Venture Capital, I was a portfolio manager managing a global long shot equity hedge fund. And the reason no, I'm wow. doing that is because... I know that I want to work with my clients and advise them, uh, helping them to build a diversified portfolios to generate returns for them. And to be able to do that, I need to understand different asset class. And that's why I moved from one fund managing different asset class to the others. And that's what I did. And about four years ago, I noticed that because of the... the, the on time low interest rate back then and the market, the equity market, just getting more and more expensive. A lot of, of my clients start looking out um, of the traditional investment like stock and bonds and looking into more mm-hmm. like alternative investment like private mm-hmm. equity and venture capital. And mm-hmm. I follow the, the money flow and notice that a lot of money flowing into private equity, venture capital. And as a portfolio manager, I decide that I want to leave the public market to join the private market so that I can go and look for those opportunities so that my ca- client can gain access to those opportunities at a very early stage. And on the other hand, when in the public markets, when you come up with like great ideas, you want to help the companies that you invest in. Those are the company already on the uh, public market, very big, established. Right. If you call right. them, right. The only the only person you probably will talk to like investor relation. You never get into like CEO or founders. So you can have a great idea, but nobody's going to listen. So I, when I moved to venture capital, I, I feel like my life is very meaningful in a way that I can leverage my experience, my knowledge to help the founders and be a part of their journey. So I think that bringing the opportunity to my investor and on the other side, that being able to help founders have been a motivation for me uh, to become a venture capitalist.
0: That's awesome. Wow. What a wonderful background. So what is your investment thesis and kind of the motivation behind your thesis? The investment thesis of fuel venture
1: capital, which we always mm-hmm. articulate with our investors, is if investors want to add the number seven or eight VC fund to their portfolio from their Sand hill road, we are not their fund. The reason that we are in Miami is for, for our conviction in Miami. The fact that mm-hmm. Jeff Rensdale, our founder and managing director back in the day, before that, it's actually cool to be in Miami and running a VC fund. 100%. We already established our shop here and we our mission is to provide investors with a portfolio selection, which look different from one of the, the one in California. So we're mm-hmm. looking for companies across the globe, a portfolio very diversified from Europe to Latin America, the East Coast, actually, the the smallest components is from the West Coast of Silicon Valley. So that's from the geographic Mm -hmm. standpoint. From the tech aspect, we are industry agnostics. We only look for, we're looking for founders who know how to leverage transformative technology to build companies that grow exponentially. So we have a couple of spaces we really like, such as uh, FinTech, big data, marketplace, SAS, and on a more like innovative or you would say a future forward looking side, we do invest in robotics, AR, VR and space tech.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty great. So what are you currently learning or listening to or reading these days, Maggie? So. One of the things I enjoy the most about my job is because we invest
1: in different technology, different verticals, I do have to read a lot. And every day is everything I
0: read. We have to read a lot.
1: Yeah, and I think that's it. I, I find it as uh, something I really enjoy about being a venture capitalist. But one one topic recently I have spent a lot of time reading and learning and build a deep knowledge around it is fintechs. So I feel Venture Capital, mm-hmm. we recognize the need of fintech and also the role of fintech companies in both the developed countries and emerging countries. So about for the past 18 months, we have increased our exposure to fintech significantly. And we, in fact, we did it ahead of the curve to get into very exponential crowd parking companies like Curve yep. in the UK, Lunar is a nail bank in the mm-hmm. Nordic region. TaxFile is right now back here in Miami and then Recarga pay a Novo payment in Latin America because we're in Miami, mm-hmm, very mm-hmm. close to Latin America. Um, and if right. you follow fintech verticals, every $5 investment in VC today, $1 is going to FinTech. And every three new unicorn birds, one is in fintech. So that's just showing you the momentum in the fintech, in fintech right now. And I have cool. to read a lot about fintech from fintech is broad, but we, I have to like, build has, my, yeah,
0: many, my understanding
1: about, yeah. yeah, neobank to banking as a service to payment structure. And I think the reason right. I want to do that, I want to have a, a broad and a deep understanding at the same time so that I can find a synergy be, between the company that I invested. And then I, con- mm. I connect them, I find business opportunity for them. I believe that's how right. value is created.
0: I agree with that. If you can help give them customers or like you said, strategic partnerships or something to that effect, you're adding massive value to to the company. Mm -hmm. So here we go, Maggie, the famous bonus question. Everyone gets it. In two years, (laughs) we're talking, how do you see venture capital or investing having changed or evolved? How is it going to be different? I think one thing I COVID.
1: Happened over the past two years had brought a lot of uncertainty, but there's one consensus that technology will play a bigger role in our life. And as a result, the pandemic has accelerated the technology adoption in our daily life. That you probably use more, yeah, apps or more things. We're using more way more audio. Zoom. You know, yeah. think <laughs> about all audio. the Zoom that
0: that got happening, yeah. or yeah. and then yeah. everybody's remote working as well. Look, everybody had to go home. So how did that yeah. evolve and even from a work? Place perspective
1: exactly, and even people who always say no to Instacart because they want to go to the supermarket by themselves, they actually don't have a choice. So they're more open-minded to yep. you know using a new technology, and not just from consumer standpoint, but also uh, from enterprise standpoint. And that's mm-hmm. benefit the VCs play in a big way because we are right. funding. Technology company at an early stage, late stage, and taking them um, on the way to exit. So as a result, um, if we follow the two thousand the VC landscape very closely, and two thousand twenty one has been completely gangbuster for the innovation economy by most measures. We can track it from VC investment to VC funding to unicorn birth and all exit activities.
0: Yes, so
1: yes. one thing that. I noticed because there's so much fun in the private sectors, companies really don't need to go to the public market early to raise funds. And in fact, they don't want it because going to the public market, you pay more fee, have more costs, and also Mm -hmm. you an open book for everybody to look at and analyze you right? But yeah. that is the expense of the public market investor. They no longer get access to company at an early stage. Most of the, the public market is shrinking and the companies there are bigger. And when you big, it's very hard for you to generate more than 20% growth rate year over years. So public yes. market investor missing out on considerable gains as a result of missing out the home value creation during the early and growth stage. So I'm seeing yeah. from the investor standpoint, I see that venture capital will become more like a mainstream asset. It's no longer like a luxury. It's more like necessity. People should have an allocation to venture capital. And the way we Mm -hmm. see thing here is if you look at the Yale endowment models they have right now, this has been very high at 23% on time high for over the past like five, six years. It's just an upward trend. And then for family off or individual investor, you see they allocate around 10% to 15% depending on their recent return profile. So I'm excited about it because I'm moving from the public market to the private market, specifically in BC. So that's just confirming my belief that my decision back four years ago. So that's one thing. And then another thing is also COVID has brought another trend forward. Which you can see mm-hmm. that people don't have to go to work and and be in the place that where the companies locate. They can work anywhere. Correct. And I think yep. that's the main reason why we set up shop in Miami four years ago. That is actually our belief with the technology these days. The, you can build a company anywhere, and a unicorn can be born 100%. you know, everywhere, not just in Silicon Valley. And Miami, with a you know, very diverse workforce, multicultural community, and a great tech structure, very welcoming government, has attracted a lot of founders and funds here over the last few months. We invested $50 million in South Florida, in, in Miami, and as a leader mm-hmm. um, in the local tech community, which... We try to support our local tech community. So I think 100%. that we'll see the trend that there will be more rising entrepreneurial hub or startup ecosystem everywhere uh, in America, in, in Europe. You see a lot of like new hub, just like the way Miami has getting spotlight over the past month, not no longer a game of Silicon Valley. And the last trend that's,
0: that's is- actually very important. If you think about it, having those different hubs, like, you know, it's very important.
1: Yeah. And that, the last trend, which I think both you and I are very excited about, is I see more women founders out there now building companies, raising funds yes, and even do. their company publics. And as a minority and a woman, also, I'm super excited to see that. And as a female mm-hmm. general partner sitting at this position, I really want to do everything in my power to put diversity, inclusion and gender equity at the forefront.
0: That's very important. I believe in that as well. Diversity, inclusion, Mm -hmm. gender balance. I call them all, I call that untapped because (laughs) they're untapped resources, right? If you're just scratching the surface of it or trying, it's really a massive market that you're missing. So All right. Maggie, how do people get into contact with you? The best way to get in
1: contact with me is via LinkedIn. You connect me on LinkedIn under the name handle Maggie Vo. I also have my Instagram is me, Maggie Vo, M-Y Maggie Vo. And also my email is maggie at fuelventurecapital.com.
0: Thank you so very much, Maggie Vo from (laughs) Fuel, Fuel Venture Capital for being my guest on the Female VC Lab Podcast. Well, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be here. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Trail Ventures. Find and invest in the next billion-dollar emerging tech company. Sign up for our exclusive content at HTtps, colon to find out more. Find us on Apple, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts. Thank you for listening.